Hey, it's Jason Rogers here. And in this video, I wanna to talk to you about some of the differences between buying real estate versus buying a service-based business. What are the differences? What are the similarities? And today I wanna to break down for you both a real estate portfolio as well as a service-based business. And I really want you to see what the financials look like for each of these types of businesses. Real estate is a type of a business, although you know it's more of an investment type of a property versus a true service-based business, which is a good old-fashioned business. And you're gonna see the specific type of business we have here in the service-based business side of things. Let's dive into both halves of the coin. Let's get right into it. So first things first, we have the Midwest Marble Home Park portfolio, and then we have here the roofing company. Okay, the, uh, the New Jersey Roofing Company. Now this New Jersey Roofing Company, this is actually a real business that's for sale right now. This was just an online deal, right? You could find this right here. You see the, the information. I literally just copied and pasted it over here so that we could work on it. This business, whoops, excuse me. This here, the mobile home park portfolio, this is eerily similar to a deal that came across my desk. I'm in the manufactured housing industry, AKA, the mobile home park sector, I'm in real estate, right? And so this is a deal that is very similar to a true blue deal that came across my desk several months ago. I wanna break down both deals for you. I wanna analyze the financials for you and really help you understand what are the differences, what are the similarities? So first things first, let's dive into this mobile home park portfolio. This was a five part portfolio which means essentially if you made this acquisition, you were gonna be buying five parks. All of the five parks were in one state in the Midwest. I'm not gonna divulge which particular state because I actually did sign an NDA for this deal here. So we changed the numbers just slightly, but the general premise of, of the deal is, is kept pure. But anyways, in going through the financials here, you have a total revenue of 811,000 a year. Almost all of this revenue came from rent collection and lot rent. So in the mobile home park sector, unlike most other asset classes within real estate, you generally will charge for the lot that the home is placed on. And in some cases, you'll also charge rent for the unit itself if you own the unit, which is actually a really considerable factor in the mobile home park sector. I know that because again, I'm in that sector, but okay. That was the revenue, 811,000 a year. The total asking price is 4.6 million and ultimately, the thing takes home about 588,000 a year in net operating income, which is basically the same as EBITDA. EBITDA interest, their earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation and amortization. Net operating income is basically a very similar formula, a very similar metric. Talk to your accountant, I'm not an accountant, but they're generally very similar, but okay. So some of the main line items that, that you had taking place in this deal, and in most real estate deals, you're gonna have things like trash, uh, trash, your taxes, your sewer, your electric. You might have a water bill hill, bill here, depending on whether or not you, you put that back to the, the tenants or not. You're gonna have your management fee and you're gonna have maintenance. And for other types of real estate, you would have CapEx. So in the mobile home park sector, there's a bit less CapEx because oftentimes the tenants own the homes instead of you. So you had a total expense amount of $223,133. We sum that up, we get the net operating income by simply taking obviously the revenue minus the expenses and bang, here we go. So the total asking price is 4.6 million. One big question I would wanna know is how many times earnings is the seller asking for, right? How many times earnings? That's a very important question. And we're gonna do this for both deals and you're gonna see how different things often are. One thing I'm gonna do though real quickly is move everything way out here. Okay, so how many times earnings is this actual deal? Now, the way we're gonna solve that is by taking the asking price divided by the net operating income. 
And the answer is the seller's asking for 7.8 times earnings. Now, in having some experience in real estate, especially in the mobile home park sector, I can tell you that most deals in real estate and specifically in the mobile home park sector tend to trade at between seven to 20 times earnings. Seven to 20 times earnings. 20 is very high, that's equivalent of a five cap. You even have 25 times earnings in some unique A-class real estate projects in very high-end neighborhoods. But generally from seven to 20 times earnings, 20 is on the high end, seven's on the low end. So when we see 7.8 times earnings, you can think to yourself, do you know what? That's pretty low. Jason says that generally real estate trades at between seven to 20 times earnings. That's only 7.8 times earnings. That seems like a very good deal. Hmm, very interesting. Another thing you're gonna often calculate for real estate is the cap rate. The cap rate equals the NOI divided by the purchase price And when I do the cap right here, you see it's a 12.8 cap. Now, if you know real estate, anything that's a double digit cap rate is a pretty good deal. And so if you're looking at this deal based on these numbers right here, you're thinking to yourself, this is a good deal. This is hot. This looks really good. You know, there's, uh, there's considerable meat on the bone for this deal because again, a cap rate in the double digits, generally speaking for a real estate deal, is a hot deal. But here's the thing. Let me ask you, are you sold on this deal? Take a minute and share in the comments right now, yes or no and why. Why are you initially either excited about this deal or skeptical about this deal? Okay, hopefully you've engaged with the video. It's really gonna be learning ability for you if you engage with these types of questions that I'm asking you here. So hopefully, hopefully you're thinking and, and ideally even hopefully you're sharing in the comments. But now I want to tell you why we did not do this deal. Let me make it real clear. We did not do this deal, exclamation point. Why? Why? Have you heard of rule one in real estate? Location, location, location. To be blunt, these five parks in this portfolio were in very, very questionable areas. In areas where the population was declining, in areas where the GDP was declining, in area where the economy was stagnating. These deals, or these five parks, this macro deal was in, in a really poor location. Not to mention, the. let's talk about something we like to call uh, future costs aka future capex now generally in the mobile home park sector you don't have a ton of future capex capital expenditures we're talking about things like paving roads or roofs or you know maintenance for sewer systems or water systems if they're private utilities and in this particular deal even though right now these were the only the the expenses that that were shown here in the way we analyze this deal there were likely to be a lot more expenses in the future. You could probably times this, the real expenses probably could have been equal sum this, one sec, equal sum this times 1.5, meaning 150% more. Take that to be a true statement that the expenses were likely to increase because when we did some more due diligence, this property was in really questionable quality. It just wasn't being maintained properly. You take the, you say the revenue will stay the same, but you minus that uh, by D8, or excuse me, D9, that's where our new expenses is, and, and you see that your net operating income just went way down. 
the new multiple, when you take the most likely new operating income with those increased expenses, now you're talking about almost 10 times earnings. And when you run the cap rate, you're talking about this divided by this, right? You're talking about your new net operating income that we're projecting here divided by your, your asking price. And now you're dealing with, okay, albeit still a double digit cap rate, but barely. And the big question is, is how are you going to increase this revenue? That's always a big question when you're gonna buy a business. Can you make the business better? Can you improve it? Can you increase top line revenue? Ideally, you'd have a scenario where you take, where you take the old, excuse me, you take the old revenue and you increase it by 1.5, right? And maybe you take it to over a million in this case. But in our scenario, if we were even able to hold that as is times one, we'd be lucky to even keep revenue as is because again, these were parks that were in communities in decline. So if anything, this number might have gone down. But let's stop for a second and pretend this was now a different a different mobile home park portfolio. Let's get rid of all of this. And let's assume that all of these things were the same, the same revenue, the same taxes and expenses, uh, the same NOI, the same asking price, the same, multiple, the same multiplier, the same cap rate. But in a metro, in a growing metro of 500K and the, the properties were well maintained. Now would this be a good deal? Yes. Now this would be a deal that would be very interesting. A deal like this, if it was in a growing metro, if the properties well main, were well maintained and, or if the properties were owned by the tenants, which is better still in this specific asset class, but even in another form of real estate, if we're just gonna talk about general real estate, if the properties were in good maintenance order and if they were newer in particular, then this would be a steal of a deal at that kind of a cap rate, at that earnings multiplier, you would wanna jump the bones of this deal, all right? So that's really how you're gonna break down real estate. But now let's head over here to the other deal, the roofing deal. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a roofer, though I actually did grow up in a family where my father and my family had a small roofing company, so I'm quite familiar this is a business where you have a lot of age receivables. This is a business where there are high risks because people do get struck by lightning when they're on top of roofs, uh, roofs and thunderstorms and people fall off roofs. And so you have to have a ton of insurance. So there are risks. And that's why it doesn't surprise me that you're buying this business here. And this is from what I found. It was actually over here. This looks like a reputable business. You know, at least brokers are always going to sell you, right? So located in Northern New Jersey, this full service roofing contractor has been providing outstanding residential roofing, siding, and gutter installation services to thousands of satisfied customers for 20 years. This turnkey business that offers a unique product system, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I can tell you that roofing companies are not a turnkey business. And it's pretty obvious in the way it's valued. When your asking price is less than one year's worth of revenue, I can tell you that is not a turnkey business. Maybe it's a turnkey business for the roofing industry, but the roofing industry is not a turnkey business. This is a business with a lot of risk and a lot of challenges, and that's why you're buying this business at less than one year's worth of revenue. Now let's see what, how many times, how many times earnings are they asking for? Let's do the analysis here, right? And the way we're gonna do this, again, we, we did this for the other one, we're just gonna take the the, uh, the asking price, 
divided by the EBITDA. Okay, so they're asking for four times earnings. Now, in my opinion, for a service-based business, especially one like the roofing business with a lot of risks and liabilities, you would want to negotiate that lower. You would want three times earnings or less, in my opinion. I would really try for service-based businesses to stay lower, unless if they own the building and then it's a real estate play as well, but I don't think they talked about this. Nope, in fact, they say it's leased. Okay, it's they're, they're leasing uh, a building for 4,000 a month. So would I pay four times earnings for a roofing business? No, I wouldn't. Maybe I would pay two or three times earnings and I would only do that if I had a world-class board supporting me that had a ton of roofing experience and or I had a ton of experience in roofing and actually having grown up and I worked in a roofing business for five or seven years, I still wouldn't feel qualified to even think about trying to, to truly manage and operate a roofing business or even to oversee a management team of a roofing business. So I would come back to these guys and say, okay, you're doing 573 plus an EBITDA. I will times that by 2.7 meaning 2.7 times earnings. Chances are that would probably be a bridge too, too large to cross, but maybe they would come back and say, if you do 1.7, we got a deal. So let's just, for the sake of, of uh, having fun here, they counter for a 1.7 million sale, right? So the broker was asking for, um, for 2.3, and you say, no, I'll pay 1.5, and they say, I would do 1.7. So let's see. Uh, one seven zero 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 divided by this. That's not money. That's just a general thing. But now they, this would basically be if they were going to sell for one point seven million, that would be just under three times earnings, right? Because what we did here is we took one point seven million divided by their EBITDA, and that equals two point nine six. So, like we said, you would want to buy this for three times earnings or less. So, if they countered and said they would sell for one point seven million, and you had a team that was specialized in making roofing business acquisitions, then yeah, maybe now this becomes a good deal for you. But even their asking, even their asking price of 2.3 million, they were only asking four times earnings, right? I mean, if we get rid of all these decimal points, I mean, they were asking 4.1 times earnings, 4.01, excuse me, 4.01 times earnings. Whereas over here for this, this deal, which remember, even though we did a second example over here of this actually being a good deal, get rid of this because those things weren't true. It was not well-maintained and it wasn't in a growing metro. It was in a dying metro, right? But even for candidly a garbage real estate deal, they were still asking for almost eight times earnings. So you have almost eight times earnings here. You have four times earnings here. And based on what they're describing here, they're saying this is a high-tech residential roofing company and it's great and they're the world-class deal so for a kind of a world-class roofing company and who knows if they truly are i saw plenty of questionable roofing contractors in my day growing up in the family business but maybe they really are a world-class roofing contractor but still they're only to get they're only really able to get four times earnings for their business so that really articulates the biggest difference between a real estate deal versus a service-based deal but here's the other aspect Okay, so you're able to buy this business for less, right? So you're only, let's say, you're only gonna be spending between 2.3, 1.7 million to 2.3 million to buy this business, yet you're buying 573,000 a year in, in EBITDA, which EBITDA is basically the same as I think we talked about earlier. These are basically the same thing, okay? So EBITDA and NOI, it's tomato, tomato, uh, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. You know, they're basically the same thing, right? Um, if you look over here, actually our net operating income slash EBITDA, right? NOI and EBITDA 
whether you want to call it NOI or EBITDA. I'm not an accountant, so refer to your accountant about the specifics because I know there's some nuanced differences between the two, but they're, they're damn near identical, right? So we have a 588,000 uh, EBITDA here. We have a 573,000 EBITDA here. So I didn't actually plan for this, but the EBITDA slash NOIs for these businesses are almost identical. Yet, if you're buying a roofing business, you're only paying 2.3 million for it. Versus if you're buying real estate, even kind of garbage real estate, you're gonna be paying close to 4.6 million for it. And this really shows the difference. Now, why is there such a huge disparity? I mean, it's actually literally double, right? I mean, it's double the price. 2.3 times two, if I'm not mistaken, is literally 4.6 million. Why the double in difference? Well, it's about how much complexity in the day-to-day -day operations that takes place in running a roofing business versus a mobile home park, okay? I can say from experience that while it's not just a cakewalk to run a mobile home park or other forms of real estate, you collect the rents and yes, there's some CapEx that needs to take place and maybe you get a call from an angry, angry tenant from time to time, but generally speaking, it's a fairly easy business to own and operate, which is why people invest in real estate and it's generally considered a stable investment to make in comparison to M&A activity of buying a, a service-based business. I can tell you from experience, again, I grew up working in the family business, Connex Roofing on 2011 North Batavia Road in Orange, California, right? I'm telling you, I was in the trenches. A roofing business is no easy business to operate between ordering materials and constantly scheduling new jobs. Even if you keep the same clients, you know, you only put on a roof for them once and then, okay, you put on a roof, now what? You gotta go find another roof to put on. Whereas in, in real estate, the person keeps paying you rent every single month to stay in your unit. So there's a lot more stability with the revenue here than there is in this revenue. Even though there's way more revenue here, there's a lot more stability here. You also see, okay, in, in the mobile home park deal, you only bring in 811,000 in revenue, but you keep almost 600,000 of it. So most of the money you make in the real estate game, you keep. Compare that to the roofing business in this example. You make almost 2.7 million in revenue, but you're only keeping 573,000, right? So you're only keeping, I don't know, 20% of your money here more or less, whereas here you're keeping about 60 or 70% of your money. And that's a pretty standard deal in real estate, or at least in the mobile home park sector, to keep 60 to 70% of your money versus you may only keep 20% of the money you make on the top line. So these are some of the big differences that really change the evaluations and really the ultimate valuations of service-based businesses versus real estate.